Are you a mother, father or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bimi because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour the program for caring parents. Yeah. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Ask the Pediatrician's Life. And I'm Dr. Bemisela Boyede. I'm a pediatrician and founder of Active Pediatrician Facebook group and foundation. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you join me this morning. I'm supposed to have one of our moderators with me, but she's having some technical challenges. I hope she will be able to join me later on. And today I'll be talking on something that is very, very important for me as a pediatrician. And I think it was very important for you as well. Just before I go on, I will just encourage us to share this video. You can share it on your timeline, you can share it on your pages, on your groups, invite friends and family so that we can all have a fruitful discussion. And if you have any question, kindly post it on this under the video and I'll feature it and I'll be able to take it as soon as I can. Uh, kindly ask only child health related questions and preferably questions on the topic we're discussing today, which is on appropriate health-seeking behavior uh, for us as parents. And you will know why I decided to talk on that topic later on as I give an overview. So kindly share the video, kindly invite your friends to, to join me, and then we'll be talking about this um, very very important um, topic that is very very close to my heart so for those of you who are already with me thank you so much for joining me this morning uh yes i can see you adipola thank you for joining and i can see something thank you for joining us so for the rest of you please kindly drop your questions and comments as we'll continue uh in this uh, broadcast uh this has been brought to you because of acts pediatrician foundation and our vision and our goal on hcp is to make sure that we promote uh, child health intelligence we want to contribute our own quota to reducing unnecessary child deaths especially child deaths that are preventable and that is what we do on hcp we have answer your questions, we provide health education and information. And so if you are just joining me this morning, this morning we're going to be talking about appropriate health-seeking behavior for parents and for carers of children. So if you have questions, don't forget to drop your questions and don't forget to share the video. Now let's talk about what do I mean by appropriate health-seeking behavior. Uh, as a pediatrician, I'm very passionate about the health of our children. 
And of course, for those of us who are living in this developing uh, part of the world, uh, we our child deaths or what we call mortality statistics are quite high. A lot of children die. And most of the things that kill these children are things that are either preventable or there are things that we can do something about that is if you if, if, if you see the children early and we treat them early then the children will not likely die so children are dying from things like malaria and we have treatment for malaria children are dying from pneumonia we have treatment for pneumonia children are dying from diarrhea diseases we have treatment for diarrhea diseases so this the things that are killing our children really should not be what should be killing children because we can either prevent them or we can treat them uh, if we pick them up early before they become complicated. But one of the major reasons why children die in this part of the developing countries, and especially in Sub-Saharan Africa, is because our health-seeking behavior is quite uh, poor. In other words, we parents, carers of children don't tend to go to the hospital on time when the children are sick. and this is one of the reasons I started Active Pediatrician Facebook group. And even on the Facebook group, I've seen people post questions every day. And I'm like, why are you posting this online? This child is sick. This child needs to be taken to the hospital. And, you know, people post questions like, oh, my child has this swollen eyes. The eyes is red, it's swollen. It has been happening since Saturday, and you're asking questions on Friday, and you're asking me, what should I do now? And I'm like, seriously? You are still asking what to do three, four days after a child is having something so severe? You know, people don't just know. I, I find that it's, sometimes it's not like they're deliberately being... Uh, they don't want to do the right thing, but they just don't know. And so that's why I said that today we will talk about what is appropriate as second behavior. When do you go to hospital? When should you do the, what, what should you do if your child is sick on day one and day two? And at what point during that illness do you need to go to the hospital? And this is what we'll be talking about today. So if you have questions and you are not clear, you can drop it for me and then I'll be happy to take them. Um, as much as possible, try and ask questions that are related on health-seeking behavior, going to the hospital. If you have other questions that are not related to the topic I'm discussing about today, you can go to our Facebook group, drop your questions there, and one of our moderators will attend to it. So that's what we're talking about. All right. Thank you so much for those who have joined us. Now, when it comes to illnesses or health issues in children, there are things that we doctors refer to as emergencies. There are things that are emergencies. Now, what are emergencies? Emergencies are what we call life-threatening conditions, life-threatening conditions. Emergencies are things that you really need to do something now. If you don't do anything now, that child could die. And what that means is that when children have conditions that are classified as emergencies, they must be seen by healthcare professional at the hospital right immediately. If they are not seen immediately, the child may die. And unfortunately, 
we do get people posting emergency questions on Ask the Pediatrician Facebook group. And now, like, we, one of the things we've clearly stated that on our group rules is that don't post emergencies because it's supposed to be a group for education and information. So there are things that are emergencies, the time you will take to log in to Facebook group and to post that question, that's the time that that child should ideally be seen by a doctor and be having uh, live uh, restorative treatment. So if you are using that time to post on Facebook group, you are actually endangering your child and that is not right. And so what we're saying is that when a child has emergency conditions, those children should be taken to hospital. And what are life-threatening or emergency conditions? These are things that can kill, and we, we, there are things that affect like what we call ABC, anything that affects the airway of children. In other words, if there's something like it's blocking the child's airway and the child is not able to breathe properly, that is an, I mean, that is, I mean, there's something blocking the airway, like if a child shocked on something or for whatever reason, that is an emergency and that child needs to be seen in the hospital immediately. Anything that affects the airway. Secondly, anything that affects a child's breathing. In other words, a child suddenly stops breathing or a child is breathing too fast, or a child is not able to breathe properly, that is an emergency. And that child needs to be taken to the hospital immediately. Then we also have things like if a child is bleeding, if a child is in shock, you know, these are things that are emergencies. If the child has, is poisoned and all those kind of things, these are things that are like emergency situation and children like that should be taken to hospital. So we also have things that are like urgent situations. They may not be immediately life-threatening, but if you also don't do things about them immediately, they can progress to life-threatening emergencies. So for example, if a child has an accident, a, a either a road traffic accident or something like that, these are things that can progress talking about the i already talked about the what is called emergency situation so there are emergency situation in emergency situation kindly do not come to the facebook group to ask any question that is not the time to ask questions on the on facebook or anywhere that's the time to take your child to the hospital anything that is affecting a child's airway anything block the airway the child is shaking or things like that or the child is not breathing or the child suddenly stop breathing or the child suddenly collapsed, you know, what we call a cardiac arrest or things like that. Those are conditions where they are emergency, they are life-threatening situations. For such situation, you really need to take the child to the hospital uh, immediately. Uh, Samson Drejaye, you're asking me, how can we know what is appropriate diagnosis? I'm not sure, have you asked a question before that I don't know? If you have asked a question before, you may want to, ask the question in so that i will know because i'm not sure in what context you are asking me how do we know what is the appropriate diagnosis the diagnosis of any condition is for the doctors to make it's not a condition it's we don't expect parents to be the one making the diagnosis we expect the you to take your child to the hospital and then the doctors in the hospital will be able to uh after taking each tree doing their physical examination then they will be able to they will be able to answer this they will be able to uh tell you what is appropriate what is wrong with the child so basically that's what we're talking about okay all right okay so if you still have your question you can 
you can ask me and I will, I will answer them for you. Okay, so I was talking about what is uh, life-threatening situations. So in emergency situation, kindly take the child to the hospital. However, in um, some conditions are also not life-threatening, but they are urgent, which means that you really need to take the child uh, to the hospital on time as well. And you we don't have to wait until the child is very, very ill before we take them to the hospital. Uh, to start treating a child, uh, maybe a child has fever, for example, you do 24 hours of uh, paracetamol and all that, and the child is not getting better, then you really need to take the child to the hospital. And if you, a child is having diarrhea, for example, you know, on ATP, we try to teach you as much as possible what are the uh, first aid treatment that you can give a child, like for example, if a child is having diarrhea and all that, you can give ORAs and all that. But you should also know at what points when you were given the ORAs that, okay, this is no longer first aid anymore. This is the time for me to take my child to the hospital. These are things that you really need uh, uh, to know. And you also need to know that when children are sick, we shouldn't have to wait until the thing is so severe before we take the children to the hospital. So we need to take the children to the hospital on time. And um, because if you bring the children to the hospital on time, the intervention can be done as soon as possible. And then the child will get better. But if you come to the hospital when the child is so ill and there's really nothing else the doctors can do, that could be quite, quite, um, I mean, I mean, we may not be able to do anything at that point in time, even with all the knowledge we know and all that. And that is why we're talking about what is appropriate health-seeking behavior uh, 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 in this in, uh, today. So basically, I'm just going to try and summarize them. I'm going to summarize them for us. Number one, for life-threatening emergencies, you don't wait. You don't, that, that, that is, you go to the closest or the nearest hospitals to you that's what you do in emergency situation you go to the nearest hospital to you you don't even have to ask anybody if you can get a ambulance if it's an if you are living in a country where you have what we call ambulance services and i think in Lagos states in nigeria now there's also what we call the emergency numbers that you can call 767 and i think maybe 112 or things like that you can just call those numbers and they can send an ambulance to you so that your child can get intervention immediately so that's what you need to do in such a situation so um in, in uh, and but in other setting you may also need to take your child to the hospital okay and then the child will be properly attended to so those are those are the things you need to do in such situation however uh, if a child has been sick for 48 hours you really need to take the child to the hospital as well so these are things we need to do it's okay to do your first aid but don't keep doing it for too long the earlier you get some i mean you get the child to the hospital and uh, the better for our children and um for each condition there are what we call like some signs that you will see and when you see those signs 
uh, it is time for you to go to the hospital. So I'll try and break it down again for us. Now, for newborn babies, for newborn babies, and when I say newborn babies, I'm talking of neonates. Those are babies between the ages of zero to 28 days. In the first 28 days, these babies are quite fragile. So for them, please don't do self-medication. Don't try and treat them by yourself. For newborn babies, kindly always take them to the hospital. In fact, when you take them to the hospital, take them to a hospital with pediatricians. So if, if a newborn baby, even, even if it's as simple as that newborn baby looks unwell, you know, the baby is not sucking, the baby is having fever, the baby is not eating well, you know, those, they may look like simple things, but in newborn babies, because they can quickly uh, go down so fast, we, we don't want you to take time. So any baby, in fact, we usually say below two months, any baby below two months is a, is any illness in such a age group is very urgent and you must take them to the hospital on time. So these are, these are what we expect you to do. I will just pause to take question by say if a child is experiencing self-injurious behavior, what are the first eight techniques, man? Okay, so if a, if a child is exhibiting self-injurious behavior, um, the question is what is causing this self-injurious behavior? We tend to have self-injurious behavior in, uh, if what I understand by self-injurious behavior is the same as what you have in mind, like if a child is biting himself or if a child is peeling on his own skin or cutting his own skin and things like that, Usually we get it in children who have developmental or behavioral conditions. In, there's no first aid for such kind of a thing. If a child who has developmental disability or other condition is having uh, self-injurious behavior, you really need to take the child to the hospital. And the first thing you can do at least keep the child away from, uh, monitor the child and try and keep the child away from things that can injure the child. So that's what you can do as a parent, make sure the child is safe first. And after doing that, you try and see your pediatrician as soon as possible. That way you can, you know, they can figure out what is causing this and give you appropriate treatment. So it may not be something that you as a, as a parent will be able to handle. You may need to get the pediatricians to to do the handling of such a thing. So that's what's um, about self-injurious behavior. So going back to what I was talking about, at what point do you go to hospital? At what point do you seek care? In a child who is very ill, any child below the age of two months, they're having fever, they're having cough, no matter what it is they're having, please send them to the hospital. Even if it's something as simple as, they are just looking unwell. As long as the baby is below the age of two months, please take them to the hospital, try and see a pediatrician so that the child, the child can be taken care of as soon as possible. That is one. Number two, anything that affects a child's breathing. No, so if a child is having cough, we'll tell you, okay, keep the baby warm. If the child is having cough but no fever and all that, you can keep the baby warm and just monitor. But by the time the child is having breathing issues, the child is having fast breathing, the child is having difficulty with breathing, that is beyond, uh, that is the point that we should now have to go beyond just, uh, okay, let me continue giving what I'm doing. That's the time to take the child to the hospital. So, and please don't be giving children cough syrup, especially uh, for children below the age of one. In fact, generally in children, we don't encourage you giving them cough syrup because when you give cough syrup, what you're doing is that you're trying to suppress the cough. The cough is not what you should be suppressing. The cough is actually a symptom 
maybe a symptom of something else, like for example, if a child has pneumonia, chest infection, and all that. So sometimes when mothers surprise the cough, they max the symptom. They are giving paracetamol, you are giving cough, you max the symptom. And so you don't tend to see that the child is getting worse. And because of that, they don't come to the hospital on time. And by the time they will come to the hospital, the child is very ill. The child already has complicated pneumonia, there's water in the chest and things like that. And that is why children die from pneumonia, because sometimes mothers are busy giving paracetamol and cough syrup and the child is dying. So what we say is that keep the child warm, if the child is having fever, the child is having fast breathing, the child is having difficulty with breathing, then you really need to take the child to the hospital. And, and, and that's that, that's what you should do. So any child who is having cough but is not having difficulty with breathing, the child may not have stopped breathing, but it's obviously the breathing of a child is going fast. I know for your mother, it's been difficult for you to count. You know, there's a way we pediatricians count the rates, and then we also look at the breathing pattern. But if you, even just from your own perspective as a parent, you see that this breathing is faster than normal, or this child, when the child is breathing, the nose is going, um, uh, the, the, the nose is going, uh, it's flaring, you can see it's moving out, you can see the chest wall going in and out. Those are signs of the fact that this child's uh, respiration is quite, um, it's not good enough. And if you don't do anything, then the child may stop breathing and then that may be silly. But we want you to come to us when the child is still breathing, even though it's fast, rather than coming to us when the child has now developed uh the child is no longer breathing again so that's basically what we want you to do another thing is uh if the child is changing color i know this may be difficult for those of us who have black skin but well somehow we can still figure out that this child should be looking pink but now the child is looking you know uh gray or the child is looking blue it's, it's common in the those who have white skin they can easily know when the children are turning blue and and all that so if you notice that the child is changing color let's just put it that way or the child is looking white so the child is not looking you know normal color then you may really need to take the child to the hospital that's another thing or if you hear some sound like some children who have asthma they tend to wheeze so you start hearing this blowing sounds and things like that, then you know that this child is very sick and this child needs to be taken to the hospital. That is about the breathing pattern. Then, like I said, any injury. So the child has taken, um, uh, the child has taken a poisonous sometimes, maybe it's not even something poisonous, but the child has taken overdose of medication. Like what we say, keep medications out of reach of children. Those conditions are not conditions you 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 leave at home and say, let's watch it. This are the child has taking kerosene and things like that. You need to take the child to the hospital. You should not waste time. Then when children are sick, generally, you don't, don't wait for too long. If, so, so if your child is sick for one day, okay, you are just let me watch it. But by the second day, the child is not better. Please take the child to the hospital. The child is having fever for more than 24 hours. The child is having severe headaches. You need to take the child to the hospital. If a child is convulsing, a child who is convulsing needs to be taken to the hospital. You, you I mean, you, in fact, it's a, that one is just one of those emergencies. You really need to take care of number one so that they can stop the conversion. And when they stop the conversion, then they can treat the underlying cause of the conversion. And there are many reasons why a child can convert. Children can convert from fever. Their children can also convert from maybe if they if the fever is too high, but they can also convert if they have infections in the brain, uh, whether from malaria or from other bacterial infections. So, and these are very serious illnesses that 
the earlier we start treating the children, the better. But if you don't come to us on time, then we will not be able to do it. Then if a child suddenly stopped walking, a child who was doing something before suddenly stopped what they could not, they were, they were able to do before, they can no longer walk or they are becoming so weak and things like that, then those are things that you really need to take to hospital. So then there are some children who have chronic conditions. Some children already have some chronic ill health conditions, like for example, children with sickle cell anemia, if they start complaining of pain and giving them paracetamol and the pain is not going, then you really need to take them to the hospital. Or there are students that have, um, uh, uh, maybe they have uh, asthma and they start breathing fast. You know, they may be having attacks. You know, you should have the nebulizer or the inhalers at home. You should start to give it to them. And if when you are giving it to them, you give them, usually we say we should, you should give them three doses, you know, they use the inhaler three times or they use the nebulizer three times every 20 minutes and they are not getting better, <clears throat> you need to take them to the hospital. So these are emergency, these are urgent situations. They may not be emergency, but they are still urgent situations that you need to take to the hospital. If a child has diarrhea and the child has diarrhea is vomiting and vomiting and the child could no longer take in, um, uh, what's it called? The child could not drink the ORS. That is that means the child is going to get dehydrated, and that means the child will likely have going to shock and things like that. So you really need to take the child to the hospital as well. If if a child who has diarrhea is now passing blood with the diarrhea, you know, it's, it's one thing for you to have the diarrhea, it's another thing for you to now have the diarrhea with blood you know, in the stools, then that is what we call dysentery and that child really needs to be taken to the hospital as well. Or you think the child is becoming testy, the child becoming weak, or the child's abdomen is swelling and things like that, because these are signs of uh, uh, what we call uh, complications of that diarrhea, then that is the point at which you need to say, oh, this is more than just what I'm going to treat with ORS, this is time for me to take the child to the hospital. So these are conditions by which we really need to watch and we need to take the children to the hospital so if you have your questions please drop them for me if you are watching as a moderator please if you have questions on the watch party you can just copy and paste for us so that we'll be able to address them as well so i believe that if we seek else intervention on time then the children will be better but if we don't seek else care on time then our children you know even when we eventually come to the hospital, we meet, we the pediatricians can only try their best, but sometimes our best may not be good enough. But if you come on time, then we'll be able to, you know, we'll be able to help you and be able to ask your answer your uh we'll be able to make sure that we treat the child on time and the child will be well. Okay, so I can see some questions on the watch party. Ikeoluwa is asking a few weeks back, I discovered very smelling terrible smelling free coming out of my baby's ear i i observed it for two days and took her to the hospital the doctor didn't check the hair no i examined my baby just went ahead and prescribed flu clots are selling to be taken for the baby i've done that the baby reacted to the drugs and i had to stop it but the smelling stuff see happening 
uh, what can I do? Okay, um, number one, um, uh, Yukelua, I'm very sorry for your experience that you had with your doctor, and that's not the right thing. A doctor should examine your baby. But I know sometimes if you go to some of our government hospitals, they could be quite uh, overwhelmed, and when they are quite overwhelmed, they just want to quickly. I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but I I know that sometimes we have uh, situations like that where the doctors could be very very overwhelmed and they may not be able to uh they just want to quickly treat your baby but the doctor i think say treating your baby properly by giving antibiotics because what you described to me look like your baby has uh, uh ear infection what we call otitis media however as we know that some children can react to penicillin drugs which is uh, uh what's called uh, the one you just took is um uh, one of the uh, um, ampiclofloxacillin is one of those penicillin group of drugs. And what happened is that your child has reacted to penicillin, but that's not the solution. So if your child reacted to one drug, there are other alternative antibiotics that could be given to your child. So your since you start, yeah, what you did was right, you stopped the antibiotics, but what you need to now do is to go back to the hospital and let the doctor give you an alternative antibiotic. And please always let doctors know that your child has reacted to penicillin before so that next time you go to the hospital, they don't prescribe that ampiclos um, or any of the penicillin medication for you. But we have alternative like erythromycin and other drugs that your child may be able to take without uh, reacting. So you may want to, uh, you may want to try that. Okay, uh, and please, but it's important that you go and do it because your child's ear needs to be treated. If not, your child can develop. Uh, persistent water in the hair which could affect the child's hearing and if that affected the child's hearing then your child may have uh, difficulty with language development and like that so it's very important that you go back to the hospital and you get the doctor to uh, i'm happy that you did the right thing you sought help on time but your doctor you know didn't do well but your doctor also tried but you should have examined the hair but you need to go back now and let the doctors uh give you an alternative antibiotic okay uh, Sabe Simka is asking, how can you treat aggressive, a, a boy with showing signs of aggressive anger? Like I said, these are things that you really need to take the child to the hospital. You need to see a pediatrician and then you will, they will answer you. Okay. Uh, additional, you say I've not answered your question, but I can see your question here. If you drop your question on the watch party, I may not be able to see it. So can you please type your question again? I will, uh, if I see it, I will answer your question. That's why I'm here, but I didn't see your question. So I've not, that's why I've not answered it. So if you can just do me a favor, just post the question, copy and paste it again. Then maybe I will say it and I'll be able to answer it. Okay, uh, Savi is asking that my baby touches is here frequently. Could it be itching because it doesn't cry and no water and it doesn't smell? If the if you if the for children touching their hairs, what worries us is if it is painful. In other words, when you touch their hair, it's painful. If it is not painful, it could just be an habit that the child has, and there's really nothing you need to do about that. But you need to be sure that the child, if you touch the hair, does the child wins in pain or things like that? So if the child is not doing that, then it may not necessarily be that there is a problem. It may just be an habit. Some children just like to uh, touch some part of their body. But if you think the when you touch it, when the child is otherwise distracted doing something, and just go and touch the hair. And if it is painful, then that may suggest there's maybe ear infection. 
you may not be able to see anything. The doctors actually have to look into the hairs with their oral scope. And when they look into the hairs, that's when they'll be able to answer your, you know, whether there's something or not. So I would say, touch it again. If the child, even you touch it, the child pull the hair, you pull it, you touch it, and the child is not having any uh, complaints, then most likely there's nothing, and then you just ignore that, okay? All right, uh, I'm taking questions from the watch party now. Uh, Loretta Udoma is, as, is saying, good job. God bless you. Thank you, Loretta. I appreciate your comments. Uh, Fakayo De Toki Taiwo is saying, well done, ma'am. Thank you. I appreciate. Um, Maretta Mamadou is asking, uh, please, is it okay to give our children daily multivitamin and is it safe to give kids Sinopheid for cool? Thank you. Okay, so um, Maretta, um, your children should eat good food, should eat fruits, should eat vegetables. If they are eating all that, they will get their vitamins from food, from the green vegetables, from the fruits that you give to them. So they don't really need to take extra multivitamin. But if you are not sure that your children are eating enough variety of food, it's really the vegetables and the fruits where they should get the, the regular source of vitamins from. If you are not sure, then you may want to then give them um uh daily multivitamins but you know you're spending more money but i'd rather you spend that money buying the vegetables and fruits and giving the children i think that is a better option then sinopheid you didn't specify the age of your children because you didn't specify the age of your children like i said we don't want you to be giving them uh sinopheid i'm assuming you're talking about either the cup syrup or the cutter one we don't want you to be giving to them actually for children below the age of one please don't give it to them and even generally if you can avoid avoid it is better because it's, it's really not recommended for children thank you uh carlos is saying god bless your world thank you carlos i appreciate your comments see walola say good morning ma what could cause a seven month old baby not to eat okay that's a long question that i mean i get asked that question all the time people want to know why maybe not eat it so uh tawalala, i will recommend that you go on to our facebook group ask the pediatrician facebook group go to units you know when you go to the menu parts where there's menu there's photo there's the video there's this there's a part called units when you go to units click on units and do the um the course we have a nutrition 102 course on complementary feeding you have a lot of videos they're very short very informative videos you need to watch them you need to understand how um how 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 to go about doing complementary feeding most of the time is the approach that we mothers you know we give the way we go about it that is causing the problem not that the children themselves don't want to eat so that is what i recommend for you after doing that i'm sure you will have very wonderful tips that will help you to be able to um, uh, uh, up your child. Okay. Okay. Somebody that said that the other she know, Timitaya, why not have your question again? Because you said I've not had your question, but I can't see your question. Can you just ask it again? And I'll be happy to take it. Um, thank you. And Maria is saying, my baby's teeth is showing changing color my two-year baby teeth is changing color i got scared brushing out because i got bleeds whenever i brush am i ready to ask? i don't know whether you've seen the dentist if you have not seen the dentist i think this is the time for you to go and see the dentist because they really need to 
look <clears throat> at your child, uh, they really need to look at the at the seats and the your your child your child station. The gum should not be bleeding, you know, unless there's some vitamin deficiency or other issues. So the dentists are the best, and obviously because of the bleeding, you are now becoming more scared to do the proper oral hygiene and. That is also going to worsen the the bleeding, the, the, you know. So it's going to be like a vicious cycle. So to break the vicious cycle quickly, I would recommend you go see a pediatric dentist. Usually, they are available in our uh, hospitals, the teaching hospitals. You can see them, and then they will be able to uh, provide you the um, appropriate uh, uh, intervention. So I'm um, see here. Uh, we still have a few more minutes to go. So if you have question. Uh, kindly ask your question and we'll be able to take them. You can ask them on the watch party. You can ask them on the, um, on the, on the directly uh, on the group, uh, uh, I mean, on the video and I'll be able to answer them. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for listening. Uh, Gift of Para is saying, my daughter always sneezes and have cancer, distress that out. Please, what do we do? Now, so it depends on why. Why is your daughter always? I am as there are some children that all tend to have re recurrent um, cough, cuts, and all that. And most of them, the reason why they do is <clears throat> uh, because they have what we call allergic uh, rhinitis. They, they some people have allergic tendencies. So, and for such people, the most important thing is to figure out what it is that they're allergic to. Is it the hair? Is it the dust? Is it some? Is it the smell of a particular thing? Like if you are using perfume or fleets in the house or things like that, or sometimes during the wet, when the weather changes during the uh, wet season and all that, people tend to come down with a lot of allergy reactions and all that. So, but if you are, if it's really obviously becoming so serious, like the way you make it sounds, then that time you need treatment. It's just like having asthma as well. Sometimes people that have the allergic rhinitis, they need to be on what we call controller medication or preventive medication uh maybe uh, steroid nasal spray and things like that so but your enc uh professionals to assist you Okay, so um, uh, but you didn't tell me whether this tool is uh, hard or not, um, because uh, it's not just about the what is the straining is not our worry per se. Uh, what I worry about is this the consistency of the stool. Uh, when you eventually pass this tool, are they hard stools or they are still normal stools? If they are hard stools, then apart from the water you're giving, 
you need to give fruits, you need to give vegetables, you need to give food that are rich in fiber. So those are things you really need to do. And if you are doing all that, you're giving fruits, giving vegetables, giving food rich in fiber, giving, see, making sure you're breastfeeding and giving lots of water and the child is still passing out too, then you may really need to see your pediatrician because we need to check whether there are other things that could be making the child to have constipation. But if the stools are not hard, then that may not even be constipation. So it's very, very important that we, we sort that out, okay? All right, but if you can, you can send more comments and clarify, you know, what I've just asked so that I will know how to advise you further. Uh, then she and go Okonkwa, thank you for joining us. Well done, Doc. Uh, a seven-month-old baby with a clinical issue of right hypochondriac region pain. Please, can appendicitis be suspected in this? Ultrasound wasn't so clear. Or rather, what age can appendicitis be suspected in children? Okay. Um, I don't know whether she and go is a medical person, either a doctor or a nurse, because you are using so much medical terms and all that. But seven-month-old baby having very un unlikely to be appendicitis, very, very unlikely. There are many other reasons why there could be pain in the abdomen of a seven-month-old baby. And I'm even curious how you are able to very much localize the pain to the right side because in that age group, localization of pain is quite uh, difficult. And so I would say kindly see your pediatrician and um, the pediatrician and all the pediatric surgeons will be able to know uh, the, what is causing the pain, but it's very, very unlikely. In that age group, we will think more of intussusception and things like that rather than uh, um, uh, appendicitis as the cause of the pain. All right, thank you so much. Um, I'll take a question from Amina. She's asking from the watch party. She said, thanks for the good work um ma you're doing ma i'm giving my kid multivitamin they are age two and four we don't have variety of food here and uh, most of the fruits are grown with fertilizer i'm open using well kid for them open no side effect okay that's fine you can use well you can use um the you can use the you can use vitamin multivitamins anyone you like is fine I, actually we don't promote any brand on our group so anyone you are comfortable with is fine for you to use um uh, Maria to say can I talk an allergy and all that okay today's not a, I'm not talking about allergy today so uh, but we'll, we'll look about talking about this maybe next time. Uh, but today, uh, I'm not talking about allergy. Gift of Para, I have answered your question. So when you drop your questions, because there are many other questions, so I will take them in 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 uh, sequence. So I can't answer all the questions at the same time, but I think I eventually have answered your question. Thank you. Uh, let me ask questions from this page. Um, Eberi is asking my friend, uh when you call or shop behind i will not sound even there's noises okay so basically you're saying there's a friend of your friend and and that person is not the child is not responding even when you call them in that kind of a child we worry about whether the child can hear and so what you need to do is that you take the child to the hospital and the other there's what we call the audiologist the audiologist they test hearing in children and we have them in most hospitals with hearing department so uh so the child needs to have a hearing test done and there are places that also do it in in, in uh depend i don't know where you have but just go to the hospital and find out that they should take the child for a hearing test 
So if the child's hearing test is normal, then I mean, if the child could not hear, then that means the child may be deaf and we need to start doing something about it. But if the child could hear, then there may be another child. Maybe the child has a developmental issue and is just ignoring. And usually we see that a lot in children with autism spectrum disorder. So, um, uh, so that mom needs to take the child to the hospital for hearing tests and it's quite uh, urgent that is done immediately. Okay, Chianago is saying thank you. Thank you too for... Uh, watching us. Modupe uh, Oludimu on the watch party is asking, Well done, Ma. God bless you. My baby is two months old and he passes lots of gas. Is it normal? He also puts a lot and doesn't sleep at night. I wait for five hours. So, Modupe, all your questions, these are things we see a lot in babies, so uh, in new babies. So, you don't have to worry they are all part of normal things so you don't need to worry about this okay for the baby's pass gas and babies their sleep cycle will eventually get regular so initially they sleep more during the day and they awake lots more at night which mothers don't find funny anyway but that is how it is but with time the sleep cycle will change again and then your baby will sleep more at night and all that so you don't need to uh to worry about that okay all right okay chianugo saying i'm a photo okay fine i i assume you have some uh, medical background because all those terminologies you are using is so specific for some it's so specific for somebody who is not a medical uh personnel all right so i think i've answered all the questions that i have so far uh thank you so much all for joining me this morning okay so i'm just going to be rounding up very soon i, I um uh i'm sorry that we had some a uh, break initially our initial video got truncated and i have to start afresh again okay so thank you everyone for joining us and um, so basically the summary of what i've been trying to talk to us about this morning is that if your children are sick please take them to the hospital on time let's not wait until the children are dying i know that some of us in this part of the world we think about costs you know we're worried about expenditure and all that but at the end of the day the life of our children are very very important they are worth much more than the money and so please all children are sick for more than one day two days maximum please take them to the hospital and there are some conditions that are emergencies you don't have to um wait for such conditions you really need to take them to the hospital they are what we call life-threatening emergencies okay so additional is asking a question finally and i think i'll just take a question at the last question because she, she said i didn't answer a question before so my baby is um five months old and i have to do circumcision yes it has healed and well okay but three days ago i noticed something like the didn't heal i mean on the cup i where the circumcised apply for this okay so basically what i recommend for you additional is that if you think there's something wrong there's something wrong with the uh circumcised phallus then you really need to take the child to the back to where the child was circumcised it's better to have a professional look at it don't just assume you know because your baby is already five months old so if anything is happening in that area now it's something new something completely new and not something that has happened around the circum so you really need to let a professional look at it i would not recommend you just put penicillin i, I would not recommend you put penicillin and all that okay 
So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. So finally, I, I, like I said, I'm rounding off. I'm I'm going now. So thank you so much for joining me for emergencies. Children who collapse, children who are not breathing, children whose airways are blocked, children who have severe injuries, road traffic accidents, uh, fractures, and all that, take them to the hospital immediately. For children who are below two months old, don't wait. For children, all children are not getting better within 24, 48 hours of your own first aid treatment, you really need to take them to the hospital. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us this morning, and I hope if you still have questions of course i know some of you are just coming online and you may not be able to see the you may you may see have questions to ask what you need to do please don't drop your questions as um uh don't drop your questions under this broadcast because i won't be able to look at them what you really need to do is to go to our facebook group if you go to our facebook group that is active pediatrician facebook group you also go to active pediatricians then you will be able to see our uh facebook group and when you go to active pediatrician facebook group you you can ask your questions when you ask your questions then we'll be able to answer them for you and and that is the uh that's the best thing to do because that way our we have moderators we have professional volunteers and they are there 24 7 and they can i mean we're not 24 7 i always say 24 6 because we don't answer questions on sundays but we answer questions mondays to saturdays any time of the day we will approve your questions we answer them but please do not drop emergency questions remember what i told you when your children have emergencies take them to the hospital immediately for emergencies take them to the hospital immediately because we will not be able to uh answer those emergency questions you know uh, and we will not be able to answer them on time so for emergency questions please take the children to the hospital immediately and then i mean don't ask us on activity facebook because we, we will not be able to answer we can't even do anything immediately and sometimes we don't answer questions sometimes it takes us up to 24 48 72 hours to answer some questions so please take the children to the hospital and when children are sick we can't do anything about it on the facebook group as well our group is an education and information group it is not an online hospital i like to say that i know you get some mothers upset with me but really it is i can't see the child i can't touch the child i can't listen to the child's care so there's no way i can treat sick children on facebook but i can educate you i can tell you what to do about going to hospital i can tell you how to prevent infections i can tell you how to prevent this i can tell you some of those things but i can't treat a child who is already sick so a child who is already sick should be taken to the hospital and that way we hope that our children will keep on living and not dying so thank you so much once again for joining me this morning and have a wonderful weekend bye <laughs>